thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. If you've ever wanted to meet the person behind the person, to hear the story behind the story, or just want to learn what makes successful people tick, how they navigate through the tough times, and how you can apply what they do to help in your journey, then stick around and join Global Change CEO turned mentor, Stu Hayes, as he asks questions just like these to our amazing guests each week on Careers Unplugged. If you feel being happy, committed, and passionate about your career is important, you are absolutely in the right place. Welcome to Careers Unplugged. My name is Stu Hayes from Stuart Hayes Leadership, and this week we have got an amazing lineup. With me in the studio, in fact, with me from a distance, are two special guest hosts, Lee Broxham and Adrian Layer from Melbourne Victory. These guys are both professional footballers. They're both Socceroos Olympians. And boys, how's it going down in Tasmania? Yeah, mate, we've been uh, we're in Tasmania at the moment. We've been on the on the ground for a few days, and we've been out in the community for two days straight. So, and along with training, so it's been a couple of busy days, and we've got a game coming up as well. So it's uh, it's busy, but it's uh, it's good. Keeps me out of trouble, Stu. Well, I'm pleased to hear that, mate. Now, just for the audience, uh, I've had the privilege of working with Adrian Lee across the last twelve months as they've been going through a diploma of business program. And this has been a, a great, uh, enjoyable period for me because uh, you guys are both men of great integrity uh, and two people that I feel reflect the values of your club, Melbourne Victory, in everything that you do. Uh, and certainly, I'm very grateful to have you on the show today. Now, as part of the, um, the Diploma of Business program you've been going through, that you needed to uh, undertake an event. And of course, the event you chose to undertake was one that was all about giving something back to your teammates and also the supporters who have been very central to your journey and what you did was organize an event last week which was hosted at George Columbaris's restaurant in Melbourne Hellenic Republic and during the event we actually did a careers unplugged live recording of two separate interviews and the first one we're going to be talking about in this episode is the episode or the interviews of George Columbaris and also with Craig Moore, the Socceroo and famous international footballer. Um, what we'd like to do now is before we, uh, we get into chit-chatting too much about those episodes, why don't we press play and let the audience have a chance to listen to what actually happened. So we have two guests for our first interview. Neither of them will be strangers to Australian football fans. Craig Moore is currently the Football Advisor and National Team Ambassador for the Football Federation of Australia, having successfully transitioned in his own career from being an international footballer of great distinction, featuring in two World Cups and Olympic Games, more than 50 appearances for Australia, more than 250 appearances for the Glasgow Rangers, two seasons with Newcastle United in the Premier League, a period in Germany, and three seasons in the A-League. He confesses to a deep passion for helping sports people to make good decisions, notably throughout their careers, not just in football, but beyond football as well, including planning for life after sport. In a similar way, George Calambaris has successfully transitioned in his own career from early successes, including being awarded Young Chef of the Year, Best New Restaurant, Two Chef's Hats at a young age, the all-time best performance by an Australian at the Bacuse d'Or Culinary Grand Prix in France. These days, of course, he's acknowledged as a judge on Logie Award-winning TV show MasterChef, 
He's recognized as one of the world's top 40 chefs of influence. He's a restaurateur, the owner of, of this establishment and, and many others in both Australia and also in Mykonos. And George's links to football, of course, are also very deep. He is presently Melbourne Victory's number one ticket holder. So, George, I might start off with you if that's okay. At what point in your career did you start to take a longer-term view? Um, look, I mean, you know, I, first and foremost, I wake up every morning and I, I don't go to work. I wake up every morning and I live life because, for me, um, food is, is my life. It's everything. Restaurants are my life. Uh, and, and, and I guess why that's so special to me is through the tough times when you get up in the morning – that word passion that everyone uses like it's, you know, like it's chocolate milk um, gets you through those tough times because it's, it's your life and you love it. Um, do I, I, never, I never look forward too far where I go, oh, my God, I need to have, you know, all I wanted to do was become a chef and be the best chef I possibly can. And then I had a, a dream and a desire to open up a restaurant. I never said I'm going to have you know, seven places, you know, three, 300 odd staff. That was never the idea. It was a lot of my things happen organically. Um, and through that, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's been some mistakes, but there's been some fantastic success, successes, but that, that comes down to also, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stupid really. When, when you think about it, I can cook, that's all I can do really well. I think, um, but I surround myself around lots of great people that, that I can influence that get me to where I want to go. I mean, at a young age, you know, you've had some extraordinary success. The best all-time performance by an Australian at a very prestigious international Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, was, that, was that a theme that you identified very early, to sort of get around really good people? Yes. I mean, look, there were small chunks in my life. So, you know, at that time in my life, I was sort of, you know, in my 20s and... I put myself in culinary competitions and that for me was my goal to represent Australia um, in, 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 in cooking. Um, and I've st- I haven't done a competition since after that, that experience. I mean, it was an amazing experience and to get there and to be around, you know, the, the, the best chefs around the world was phenomenal. Um, but I did that chapter, it's done, I move on to the next. Um, and, yeah, that was focus, you know. I think the most important thing is people say to me, oh, do you still cook? Yeah, well, of course I still cook, you know. People have got this fantasy idea that I oh, a – which I hate that sort of word, celebrity chef, he just rolls around and, you know, sort of does stuff. I'm, I'm in the kitchen um, most nights a week because I have to be still in my craft – or it's pointless. Um, you, you don't. This isn't. These businesses aren't run over the top. They're run by being in there, touching and feeling, and talking to people, and surrounding yourself around amazing people that help you get to where you want to go. Thank you. So, Craig, um, a different context. You know, you've you've started off uh, in football. Presumably, had a passion for football uh, as a teenager. Um, talk us through your journey into football, and then when did you start to look at life beyond football? Yeah, look, it's a very, very good question. And I think um, personally, I I thought I had a plan. Uh, So I already two to three years uh, before I'd finished playing football, I was thinking about life after football um, and setting up a a soccer business, which a lot of people do. Um, 
probably a little bit different in regards to I wasn't really focused on the, the elite level, but looking to, to encourage just growth in the sport. So, you know, from five to 12 years old and to try and increase uh, membership numbers. But the biggest thing that I think that I got wrong in transition was that for me, transition is you finish playing and then you walk into uh, whatever that environment may be where you have money coming in, unless your plan is that you can afford six months a year where you have that time uh, where, okay, the money coming in is not that important, but it's within your plan. Um, so after two years, I was funding a, a soccer business and, and thinking, well, I, th- I didn't really get this uh, decision right. Um, so for me, it's about, like it says, educating. Um, I was very passionate and, and as a kid, I, I thought it's football and that's all I wanted to be was a footballer, like many sporting people. Um, and with that comes a, a real determ- determination and I guess slight obsession to, to be successful and um, not only get to the right environment, but then what impact can you have on that environment? But with that, um, you know, I never finished school uh, and therefore education was something that um, I didn't chase up as a player. And these are the kind of messages now that we're trying to get through to, to players at A-League level, international players, educating parents, educating young kids. As a professional sports person, you have a lot of spare time. You do have a lot of spare time, although you do work hard uh, and the hours and all that sort of stuff, and it's very intense and all that sort of stuff, you have an opportunity um, to, to really um, maybe look up or chase up other interests, chase up education. For me, what education does, um, you need to be disciplined. You need to hit deadlines. It, it, the synergy between education and sport, um, for me, um, is very, very important. And it also, like I said, you, you've got to set deadlines, you've got to hit dates, you've got to be disciplined, exactly what you need to be a successful sports person. So, Craig, um, George shared just a, a second ago about the importance of passion and how uh, one of the themes for him is that he surrounds himself with, with great people so he can throw his passion at what he loves the most. Um, in terms of uh, a footballer or anyone who's looking to invest things earlier in, in their career to open up options later, how much of a clue is what they're passionate about now? Well, look, I mean, I, I guarantee you everybody in here is, is passionate about football, but they may have other, other interests. Uh, when you talk about investment, um, for me, the investment goes into to, to the education and opportunities like this, networking. Um, being a sports person gives you a fantastic opportunity to network. Everybody wants to know a sports person. Uh, and for me, that's a fantastic opportunity to be in as, as football players. And it's really about trying to, um, you know, be switched on at an earlier stage, network, take as many business cards as you possibly can, let people know if you're interested in that particular line of work and keep, keep in contact with those people. Uh, and again, that may then play a, a part in, in your plan in life after football. Thank you. So back to you, George. Um, uh, education... Um Mazenod College, uh, understand you used to had with the expert at walking around the playground with a bit of paper so you could skip classes. Um, how much of, a, of a, an influence has it been for you in the in your career? Um, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I finished high school, but it was it was purely just to hang out with my mates and have a good time. But I was I was already. Um, I was in from I think year nine onwards. I was working part time washing pots and pans in a little pasta place in Burwood um, because I knew I wanted to be in hospitality. So 
I, I, I what I needed to know is, you know, I, it's it's you know this. I, I needed to be the 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 grafter, the donkey, the the entrepreneur. All those things you got to learn. All those things, so I can jump back in there and do them. So this is education by That's doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Throwing yourself in there, um, but you know, look at the end of the day. For me, it's the most important thing about my industry is, is simple life skills. And my boy's three years old and James comes with me every Saturday around and he does the rounds with me to the restaurants. And it's simple because for me, the restaurant will teach him life skills. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of what's missing out there in terms of education is a simple how to acknowledge someone and shake, shake them, you know, shake their hand and look at them in the eyes and... You know, we're, we're so caught up in, you know, social media and all of those aspects of life where we've forgotten this, the basics. And those basics help in business, help in relationships, help going forward. So for me, that was probably the most important education I ever had. You know, my father was is, is and still is a, a big supporter of that sort of, you know, that those streetwise skills that you need to have, especially when you're in business. What, you mentioned the tough times. You know, how do how do you navigate through the tough times that inevitably happen? Don't don't I don't rush now. I used to be very shotgun approach, um, and I guess that's maybe because of my age. You know, I just you know where now I go, I stop, and I'll 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 say right, I, I need time to think about what what decision to make. Um, and you know, recently is a perfect example. You know, I I just I made this decision to shut a restaurant. Um, because a, a good friend of mine um, uh, wanted to do a restaurant with me and I thought, you know what, I'll shut that restaurant and then he can put his name on it and he can run it. It means at least he can – It's then the pressure's on him to, you know, do it. And within four months I closed it. I had to make that decision and, and literally took a million bucks and threw it in the air, really. That's what we did. Um, and that for me was a lesson. Um, forgetting them, putting the money aside, you know, it was a lesson that I think what was – what was, what was I think the positive out of it is we cut it, we cut the cancer immediately, yeah. um, and you've got to make these decisions as as hard as it was and as hard as it was for the two of us to sit there and tell the staff we're closing the place, which is something I've never experienced before. Um, you've you've just got to deal with it and move on and and uh, cut cancer out immediately. Thank you. So Craig, um, I mean, making tough decisions, I can't think of anything. Um, that would be harder than deciding to call curtains on an international career. Um, earlier this week, I, I spoke to a friend who had to give that advice to some various famous Australian cricketers in their in their heyday. To, that perhaps time is up now. Maybe it's best that you move on before you're moved on. What about tough decisions for you? Well, that wasn't one of them actually. Uh, for me, <laughs> retirement was um, was a very easy decision. Uh, I'd had. You know, 15 years with the national team and was very fortunate to, to play at the Olympic Games and play in two World Cups. And for me, it was about, it was about the future. Uh, and, and really, um, I think, supporting then what Australian football was going to do moving forward. Um, so I, I certainly had, in the retirement uh, kind of idea, I, I never wanted to be tapped on the shoulder. I wanted to, to go on, on my own terms. And, and therefore, I retired after after a World Cup as well. I probably could have come back and played A League football, um, but I, I, you know, the way I wanted to go out was at the very top. Okay, we didn't lift the World Cup, um, but it, it was it was finishing at, at the highest level. Um, look, I, I had a very tough decision to to do with the Olympic Games. I was I was captain uh, at the time at Glasgow Rangers Football Club, 
was probably on my, not so much my way out, but was starting to think about other opportunities. And uh, Frank Farina offered us the opportunity to go to the Olympic Games as an overage player. Now, I missed the, the background of that. I missed the 1996 uh, Olympic Games through injury uh, as a younger, uh, well, the youngest player at the time in that squad. So I was unfortunate to miss that one. And then for me, the Olympics is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And OK, I was an overage player, but the decision was go and play in the Olympic Games and potentially um, lose your career at club level because the club had basically said, look, you go and play in the Olympic Games, you have no future here. Um, so that was a tough decision. Uh, obviously one that, as you've touched on, you don't just make um, there and then. You take, you take time to reflect and, and you touch on those important people uh, that you have in your network. Um, and, you know, obviously you will always come to, to your own decision and that's what we, we, we say to all these players. We're just trying to give the, the best information uh, and you'll always make your own decision. But So I made the decision to go, to cut a long story short. I lost the captaincy at the, the club um, at the time, and within, within months I'd left the club. So the downside of that was uh, it was a decision that, that cost me my, my club career, and uh, it was something that I had to deal with at the time, but I knew what the decision was basically going to come up with. Thank you. Look, I'd like to, to keep going with this theme for, for hours, to be honest, but I'm getting the wind-up uh, from the girls. So you've got the microphone there, Craig. What what advice would you give as as Craig Moore now to Craig Moore twenty years ago? Stay out of nightclubs. <laughs> uh, stay out of pubs. Uh, educate myself more. Uh, look, just, just be smarter with um, with the time. I mean, you got to remember that twenty years ago the culture was completely different. I think in all sports. Um, whereas nowadays, I mean, you know, you've got phones, you've got cameras and, and, and everything you do is, uh, is out there for the world to see. So players now are in a completely different environment and one way they've got to be very, very well guarded. Um, but look, I, I, I believe that I certainly, I, I worked my backside off uh, to, to get um, to where I needed to be. And then once I was in that, that environment, I also continued to, because just getting there is not enough. It's now what can you do and, and, and what impact can you make on that environment to be one of the, 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 the leaders and one of, the, one of the, the better players and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and then, like I said, you probably oh, – I certainly at times, you know, let my hair down and, and maybe a little bit too much. So um, well, let's, let's ask George a, a similar question. So, George, perhaps 10 years. Where does that put you? Uh, 10 years ago now, what, what advice would you, the George Columbaris of today, give the George Columbaris of 10 years ago? Just stop think about things a, a little bit longer um, and and lean on the people that you know are in, important to you in your life and have – remember, everyone in life's got an agenda, yeah, um, in, way, in some way, shape or form, you know. A journo will speak to you and you know – uh, now I wish I knew what I knew back then. Now I know how to tackle them, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate that you've got you to you be one step ahead of them. Um, but I, I don't I, – I, I've – Made mistakes, but I've always said it the way it is. I don't, I don't beat around the bush, and I'll never die wondering. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of the Melbourne Victory Football Club and all of us here today, thank you for your time, for your openness, and for your generous sharing. Thank you very much. Would you bet?
benefit from a business coach or mentor who's the real deal or from a training program customized to fix real problems or help you and your team hit actual KPIs and performance targets? Stuart Hayes stepped away from his career as a global change CEO and committed to mentoring, coaching and training a new generation of leaders as well as anyone seeking positive impact through their business or career. Visit StuartHayesLeadership.com now. Book a free one-hour strategy session with Stuart and learn how you can get the skills, training, and knowledge normally limited to selected staff within Tier 1 multinational organizations. Programs are available for every need and budget. Okay, gentlemen, uh, we've just listened once again to George and Craig. Did that push any buttons? What jumped out for you listening to it again? Yeah, I think... um you know, listening to someone like Craig Moore for us is um, it probably hits home as to how hard it is to transition from being a professional footballer straight into um, you know life after football. And um, you know, he touched on it that he he wished that he put some processes in place earlier. And and um, you know, and that's something that that we were trying to the message we were trying to get to our teammates was you know start planning for the future and um, you know do as much as you can to make sure you are ready. I mean, this is a this is a big topic. You know, we've had uh, the chance that I had the chance to talk to Craig at length last week, and as as it, as he talks about in the interview as well, um, for him it was really important to go on his own terms when he left. But his advice was um, to to be smarter um, during your playing career. You know, to use your time to educate, to prepare. And the key thing was that jumped out for me was that he said to follow your passions, to try to find. Um, things that maybe after your football career might be areas you want to focus on. Are these t- the types of things you've started to uh, do yourselves? Yeah, I think so, Stuart. I think, um, you know, both Adrian and myself were, were you know, growing up playing playing football. You love football and now it's your job. So, you, you know, you have a great appreciation for it. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a natural clock that's that's going to run out eventually and you have to retire. So it's, it's not the easiest thing. Then all you've known is is football, and then you you have to have to change your profession and find a new job and and find something else that you're passionate about. And and you know that's that's something we try to facilitate um, for the players. And you know the players probably look at us and and think we've we've got all our all our stuff together and and we know what we're going to do. But you know the event was for us as well, and it, it was a great insight for us. And 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 we're still trying to. You know, find a something that we're passionate about, and 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 start preparing ourselves for for making a transition from from football as we are at the moment to to obviously when we retire. I mean, uh, just for the audience, uh, after the uh, interviews at the lunch last week, the players um, had the opportunity to get around and connect with a whole bunch of different businesses uh, who were Melbourne Victory supporters and sponsors. Um, when you did that, did you and you got because you guys were involved in that process as well? How did you find that? Um, did you did you learn things about different types of careers and different um, pros- prospects for the future? I think the the feedback we got from our teammates was great. Um, on a personal level, you know, for me, I the two biggest things I probably took out of it was speaking to Jimmy Tansy from Adidas and. Also, friends from Adeco, Rick Kinder and Christine Liu. Um, they said, once you find your passion, get in there and, and, and get your hands, get hands on and um, get involved. It's, you know, while 
while doing your degrees and, and doing these things are great, um, I think actually getting in there and, and, you know, learning from experience rather than um, from a piece of paper is going to hold you in better stead. So, um, you know, that's something I really took away from it and, and something that I'll try and pursue in the future. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Adrian. What about you, Lee? What did you uh, get from the, the opportunity of actually meeting all those different businesses? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we, we just quickly, like we, we surveyed the boys before beforehand as well so we could target all the right businesses of what hobbies the boys enjoyed and what interests they had outside of football. So made it a bit easier to have the right people there. Um, and I think on a similar a similar line um, as Adrian that we, uh, you know, now I've gone and, and tapped in to start, you know, even just doing work uh, in the industry that you're, you're interested in is the best way to, to gain experience and, and um, you know, whether it be for free just to, to get yourself in the door somewhere or, you know, you can, I guess it feels like as a player you can arm yourself with a lot of diplomas and degrees and but then once you're finished then, you know, there's no there's no overlap where you've had experience in the area. Um, so I think one of the big things was to, you know, when you do get that, that day off or a spare afternoon as a, as a player to to use those people that were there, the contacts were there, and to find your find your passion and go out there and actually um, partake in in some work in that in that area. I mean that that theme of uh, using the people that you met. I mean I, I know that's using it in a nice way, of course. Um, you know George Columbaris talked about surrounding yourself with good people, uh, and I certainly had a, another guest on the show, Matthew Richardson, who talked about that as well, and. He talked about that he, you know, when he'd gone through a very dark period of his sporting career, he realised that he was actually um, was, there was he was listening to too many opinions about uh, from people that that perhaps weren't as important, uh, and he was taking that to heart. But when he cut down just to the the key people, it was very very beneficial for him in in, in terms of turning his career around towards his retirement. Um, is guarding yourself something that you're already aware of in terms of who you listen to uh, who you surround yourself with I think I think as athletes you tend to I think it's a natural progression when you start out um, you know you tend to be affected by what everyone says what the media says um, what the fans say and things like that um, I think as you get older you, you do you know you do realize who your closest friends are how important your family is, um, how important those people that are close to you are. Um, because in, in, in our industry, it's a, it's a pretty fickle industry. So, you know, you can be put off by um, other people's comments or hidden agendas even. And, um, you know, as long as you trust those people around you, and it was something that, that um, George spoke about and something that, you know, I really took away from the event was, you know, surrounding yourself with good people. And, and, and George, I think he really spoke about, that and also his passion for what he does and, and, and they were two things that um, really stood out from me from what George said. Well, you're right. I mean, George did talk about, you know, realising that everyone has an agenda as well um, and and for him, surrounding himself with good people uh, and he, he also sort of made a comment that, that he didn't regard himself as being greatly intelligent, which I'd have to say I dispute because he seems a very intelligent character. Um, but surrounding himself with good people so that, that the areas that he's not an expert in can be plugged. Um, what's it feel like to be, you know, to, I mean, right in that, now at the club, I mean, I've had the pleasure of, uh, of knowing you guys for the past year and 
seeing how Melbourne Victory operates, and there's an amazing support network available uh, in so many areas for the players in the club. Um, when you're now, you know, over the next several years, who knows when you're going to push out beyond football, um, are you sort of starting to try to find the people now that can support you then? Is that something that's an issue now, or is it too early? Um, I think there's, uh, you know, there's such a great support network at our club in particular. Um, you know, probably um, the business involved at the club will be one of the, you know, one of the best um, sort of sporting uh, networks in the country, and it, um, you know, and and I suppose part of our event was trying to make the players realise that um, that they're there and 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 that they just love helping helping us. Um, you know, just because you know that, that it's a the club's created like a football family, and it's um, you know something that it took time for a, for Adrian and myself to realise, and hopefully we can we've made people players that are younger than us realise that there's a lot of people there to help, and for us personally, I think we're we're um, you know still trying to find trying to find the right people and get in contact and and see if that that type of thing is the is the area that we're that we're interested in and. Not only interested in that's the that the easiest um, fit for us with the skill set that we've we've developed as being um, professional footballers. Yeah. So change of direction slightly. Um, one of the key bits of advice that George provided from uh, in his interview was that um, is not to rush things, and particularly during the hard times. Um, giving yourself the space to stop and to decide what's going to happen um, or what you should do next. Um, and even Craig sort of went down that path as well. What did you, what's, what's your feeling when you sort of hear someone like George Columbaris talk about something who's not a professional sportsman? He's, a, he's an elite chef and restaurateur. Um, but when he gives advice like that, then how, how does that ring true for you guys? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I think something I've picked up over the years is the similarities between business and professional sport. And I think why a lot of these businessmen, um, you know, come to games and love the, the build up, the planning, the execution and everything that happens in nine minutes. It's, I suppose in a roundabout way, planning they put into their businesses is, um, you know, I suppose we have to execute that within a 90 minute period. So there are a lot of similarities. Um, in terms of George saying not rushing things, I think, you know, if we're talking about transition, um, I suppose trying to plan where you have, you can survive for three to six months when you retire so you can make a, a good decision about what you're going to do next um, or even have that plan in place already so you know before you retire what you're going to do next. And you do have a lot of a lot of time as a footballer and um, when it does finish, I'd imagine it's, it'd be quite a huge huge shock so you know having that plan in place taking your time to do your plan i think that it's probably would probably be the most effective way to go about it the, the other thing that george mentioned that uh, that jumped out for me was also um uh, just a, a beautifully simple concept and one that that uh, no one else on the show has ever shared actually previously and that was the importance of uh the simple life skills and that he's already out there impressing on his son um but ultimately those simple life skills lead to you know being streetwise uh to to being helpful in business and in, in your career later on um 
What, what sort of simple life skills do you reckon you're picking up as a professional footballer? Um, I think you pick up uh, a tremendous amount. You know, I think to be a professional footballer these days, um, you know, you're not. And and at any time you're not just rocking up and and you just play nine minutes, you go home for a week and that's it. You know, there's so much discipline. Um, it's probably a massive. You know, like when we're getting speaking to the guys from Adeco. You know, when they um, when they interview, say someone from a from a footballing background, that they they already know that you're so disciplined because you have to be on time every time, in the right spot at the right second, and always doing the right things. Um, Otherwise, you don't succeed because there's always someone else who's ready to take your spot. So um, I think there's a lot of similar similarities um, to be successful businessmen in terms of in terms of those aspects, um, and obviously a lot of skills. You know, like I think when I was a younger player coming through at this club, I learned so much off the older players, and 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 now it's starting to be uh, a turn to pass to pass all that stuff on to make sure. But all the younger boys are, are switched on and 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 getting the right skill set and growing as a you know as a as a person um, you know because we try and breed good people at the, at the club we're at at the moment and um, you know you see a lot of young kids that that just don't get it and don't and don't try and grow as a person um, you know you see them not on the books for very long so you know there's a there's a lot of things that that uh, that people gain from from being in the environment. Thanks, Lee. Um- well, that's sort of pretty much all we've got time for in this episode, guys. Uh, but before finishing up today, Lee, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, you've got the formal or the main A-League season about to kick off in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's Melbourne Victory's 10th season. How's the spirit around the club? I think there's a massive amount of excitement uh, heading into this season, especially as it's it's our 10th anniversary season. Um, we've had a lot of success over the years, but you know, for the last couple of years, we've uh, we've just been a bit short on winning trophies. So you know, there's a there's a lot of hope around the football club, and um, you know, we're confident with the squad that we've put together, and um, you know, all the people involved that we can we can go that one better this year, and you know, we're, we're well and truly ready to uh, to lift another trophy. I reckon you're right, and of course. For all of you at home, in the car, or wherever you are, thanks for joining us. We hope the insights provided by Lee and Adrian, and not to forget, of course, George and Craig, will help you in your journey. Make a point of visiting careersunplugged.com to check out this episode and all the special guests, gifts, comments, and resources that are available just for your own use. This has been Careers Unplugged with Stu Hayes. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.